This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. California might, sh- might shut down Uber, Motorola may have an event in September, and the Xbox Series X launches in November. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, August 14th, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, along with Scott Ertz. And this is episode 66 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. It's Tech Gets Here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com forward slash live, as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you aren't a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or other podcast apps, excuse me, <laughs> the comment, be it on social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. A little bit of light tech news this week. Before we jump in with the tech news um, from this week, just a little update on the podcast awards. Um, we, we were asking our listeners and viewers to um, uh, to nominate the podcast um, under the technology category and the people people's choice people's choice category. Unfortunately, I, I just looked um, I checked the nominating list or the nominating ballot, and we didn't make it. Wah wah. That's okay. Um, so um, we all uh, definitely appreciate um, um, sharing the posts that we create, that created um, going into, um, I spoke with Todd um, uh, last night, and uh, he said that we did well. So we, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> but um, but uh, nonetheless, we do appreciate all of you that uh, nominated our show. We're definitely going to Definitely going to put that um, up as we forward, and um, we'll put it in for it next year to get an award, so you'd be nominated, and then the nominating committee and all that good stuff. So, so I'm a little bummed, but that's okay. Life, life goes on. You know the the first time uh, with F5 Live, the first time we put our our name in, uh, we didn't make it, and uh, the second year we did. So, mm-hmm. you know that's maybe next year. That's the, that's the thing. Maybe next year. We'll, Maybe next year. Uh, we'll, we'll spend this year focusing on the show, and then next year yep. we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get on the list. Yep. We were, and... in fairness, you know, on we, we were up against some, some pretty big names to make the mm-hmm. list. I mean, mm-hmm. The Verge is on here. We're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, weren't, we're up, we weren't up against nobody like right. when F5 Live made it. <laughs> There was nobody on the list at the time, but right, right, um, yeah. There's there there's some there's some big names. The mm-hmm. fantasy, for the People's Choice, it was even tougher. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll regroup and try again next year. Yeah, there's always and there's always a room for improvement. You know, and a lot, and that's why again, I want to make sure that because we enjoy doing it for our listeners and viewers. It's like FI Live um, because tech is among us, and we want to bring the news and discuss about it and have her at, you know, good or bad agreements or disagreements. It's all, it's all gravy. So, 
But um, I, you know, I'm still enjoying it, and we're going to look forward to this year when it's done <laughs> with all the stuff that's been going on. But um, <laughs> so we'll have so 2021 is going to be it's going to be a better year. So so strap in, we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, so we're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and the top story yesterday. Uber CEO Dara Kosher, wow. <laughs> Koja Washashi, if I'm mispronouncing this person's name, I deeply apologize, um, told, MSN, told MSNBC that if Uber is forced to classify its drivers and employees, Uber will temporarily suspend service in California. This can happen in a matter of days, and Uber could remain shut down until November, when California voters will be able to vote on Proposition 22, which could keep drivers classified as full proprietors. Um, Koro Rashi said in an interview, quote, we think we comply by the laws, but the judge and the court find that we're not, and they don't give us a stay to get to November. Then we'll essentially have to shut down Uber until November when, until November when the voters decide. Apparently, this all started last fall when California Governor Gavin Newsom signed the state's Assembly Bill 5 labor law. The legislation was to fix the gig economy by reclassifying, reclassifying workers and employees, but companies like Uber and Postmates quickly filed lawsuits calling the move unconstitutional. Assembly Bill 5 was supposed to be going into effect on January 1st, 2020, while Uber said it made changes and believes in compliance, the state feels otherwise. Earlier this week, California won a preliminary injunction against Uber and Lyft, and we have some Lyft news a little bit later. Um, they had an okay quarter. <laughs> the court order could block the companies from classifying drivers independent contractors. Uber and Lyft were given 10 days to appeal the ruling, and if things not go in their favor, Kurashi, Kurashi, wow. This name is like killing me. It's so, way too many consonants. Not vowels, <laughs> <enough> <laughs> right. <laughs> See, again, <we're laughs> says Uber will temporarily suspend service in the state. Um, for me, I this is something that's really kind of like difficult because I think the reason why, and I think, and if I'm wrong, correct me on this, but isn't like the Uber, like they're, they are contractors. So as far as in classifying as an actual like employees, they're, they're not entitled to benefits and 401k and things like that. Right. Right. Okay. They do not work for the company. <clears throat> right. That's the, that's the thing. And that's right. the thing that makes the gig economy work is the mm -hmm. fact that, everybody's a contractor you work on your schedule when you want if you want the company cannot say you must drive from this time to this time you must deliver food from this time to this time on these days they're contractors mm -hmm. they cannot mm -hmm. force you to work on any given day or time mm -hmm. um also um you get paid for the labor that provides value to the company mm -hmm. um and I, I have done contracting in the software engineering world for a very long time. Uh, this has been my life as well. And uh, I knew what I was getting into. Mm. You know, th this is how contracting works. You are your own business. You are your own person. And, uh, you know, you get to do whatever you want. If you're an employee, there's a number of things that become a problem. Uh, first, uh, you would not be able to drive for Uber and Lyft concurrently, which is currently what all of the drivers do. All, all of the drivers are signed up 
for both services. And if they're not currently in a call, in a, in a ride, and Lyft comes in, they take the Lyft call. If Uber comes in, they take the Uber call. But if you're an employee and on somebody's clock, you can't be on two. There's no way that'll work. So you'll be stuck on a, on a single call, but you're going to get paid minimum wage instead of per ride. You know, you're going to lose all of the, all of the incentives. I know people in this area that are doing, um, it's not Postmates. Maybe it is Postmates. Um, that I, I've seen them, they, they screenshot their weekly take and, uh, you know, they're, they're hourly, they're doing 18 bucks an hour. I guarantee they're not going to pay that. <laughs> they're not going to pay that as an hourly wage if they're employees. Right. And I, and I know for me, um, working as EP for, um, keeping central, I'm a contractor. Um, and it's good. And it's good. I mean, money is, is part-time and I totally, and I totally get it. You know, I knew going in what, you know, what it is. But also on the same token is that, you know, um, yeah, I have no problems with it. Um, versus if, you know, versus if I have to put in my resume, then that's a whole different kettle of fish. But, but the good thing is also too, is that, you know, as a contractor, you know, I, anything that I purchase, you know, like for example, this laptop or things of that nature, you know, I can write it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, you know, it's the business expense. Cause you are a business. Right. Right. So in the case of Uber and Lyft, uh, mm-hmm. car maintenance, Right. Right. Which would which would not be the case. You'd get maybe if you're still driving your own car, which may or may not be the case, mm-hmm. um, you'd be dealing with, uh, you know, a per mile thing. But they're going to keep an eye on your miles versus your number of drives. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's going to get real expensive for the company and mm-hmm. and it's going to get real inconvenient for the drivers. The experience is going to go to crap real quick mm-hmm. riders aren't going to be happy drivers aren't going to be happy right. because now you're on a clock mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. to produce and if you don't produce you get fired which is not how it works now so long as you don't you know crash into a tree or inappropriately touch your riders mm-hmm. you're pretty well safe as a driver but if mm-hmm. if you're getting paid by the hour if you're an employee oh you can mm. guarantee there's going to be standards and not everybody's going to keep their job. If mm. you're not producing, you're out. Mm. It's going to be a mess. And as soon mess, as this right. rule, as soon as, as soon as assembly bill five was passed, I said, this is the end of Uber and Lyft in California. Mm. I, I, I knew it wouldn't be immediate. I knew that it was going to go to court. <laughs> there is no way this didn't go to court. Um, Do you th- do you think this is going to do you think this is going to like reverberate throughout the US? Or? I think that this is a test case. Um mm. okay. Abram and I talked about this last year uh mm. when all this thing uh, when all this started and right. we decided that this was a test case. And California is a good place for a test case mm. because they don't care about businesses. Um mm. so they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And so we figured this was a test case and that based on the outcome of this you'd see some of the other uh, business unfriendly states uh, Mm. for sure. Try it. You're not going to see Texas do it. You're not going to see Florida do it. But you know, if, if California is able to pull it off and Uber and Lyft don't leave, which is my suspicion. Mm. um, But if they don't leave 
entirely. You'll see New York do it. You'll see New Jersey do it. You'll see Connecticut do it. Uh, New Hampshire, states like that. Um, but you won't see you won't see Texas or Florida or uh, <laughs> as weird as it sounds. Basically, any of the states that seceded, you won't see them give it a try. Um, but you'll see some of the northern states try it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think New Jersey would. Um, but I also believe that um, it's for me. You know, I guess because from what I saw, and this has been this is this has been blown up like across the news wires um, all week, and it's also been because yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, and it's been like holy moly, that's that's crazy. I mean, but I just think that I, there's so much pressure that I think. I don't know if it's the pressure from the the drivers themselves or is it so that's where how did that like was it more pressure on the drivers or was it the public or was it or was it both? I don't think it was either. Was it? Okay. I think it was from the state okay. personally. Okay. Um there was talk that there was driver interest um right. but I don't know any drivers for any of the services that mm. are in favor of this. Because uh-huh. all of the freedoms of being a business owner, all of the right. freedoms of being able to set your own hours, set your own mm-hmm. routes, say yes and no to uh, to rides, which I guarantee mm-hmm. you won't be able to do anymore if you're on, on the clock. They're going right. to assign you rides. If you're the closest one, you're taking it, and I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. You're going to lose all of that. All of the things that make the gig economy work will go away. Because and, I'm thinking- uh, and I don't know any drivers in any state. I know drivers in Florida. I know drivers in New York. I know drivers in California. Obviously, we know a lot of drivers in Las Vegas. And I was mm-hmm. pol- I was polling all of them in January. And everybody's like, it would be the end of the thing. Nobody would want to drive anymore. So. Yeah, and I speak, I speak I've spoken to, I take a Lyft, um, I'm not Uber because Uber, I don't know. I, I like Lyft for a reason, but. Um, but I've taken, yeah, the same with me. I, they love it. They, you know, they can set their own hours, you know, and, yep. you know, and they can make really good money. In fact, uh, the one time speaking in January, when I came back, um, this was like, I think 12 AM and the guy that I spoke to said he's making, he makes more money in the overnight than he does during the week. And like during rush hour, what have you, I'm like, and he gave me the amount. I'm like, my just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know in Vegas, um, you know, some of those drivers, some of those drivers compete with me for what I make. Mm. Wow. Okay. Which, which is not a small amount. I'm not, <laughs> not going to say how much, but no, right. But I mean, I'm a full time software engineer, a senior mm. software engineer for a Fortune 500 company. Mm. <laughs> and some of these drivers are challenging me for take home. Mm. I, <laughs> I mean, and, and all of, all of a sudden, you know, the state wants to say your employees. And so now you have to work your hours because you know, the, the way the gig economy works is, you know, that in Vegas, there are certain hours and we'll use Vegas. Cause it's a great, it's a great example of you, this. You know right. that there are certain hours of the day that are higher traffic than others. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you're going to focus on that. You know mm-hmm. that certain times a year there are events. So you know to go to those areas. 
right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. during CES, you know, in the mornings to go to the partner hotels that mm -hmm. are not on the bus. Right. And you know, in the evening to hang out near the convention centers. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yep. You're but right. if if you're an employee, right. Uber is going to because we know I know very in depth because I worked with the cab companies on a project. I know how they work. They're going to assign you to a zone, and you cannot leave that zone unless you're on a drive. Right. And so you get assigned to two in the afternoon at Circus <clears throat> Circus. Oh, you're not going to make that. Not there's nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. But if you're if you're able to be, you know, nine o'clock on a on a Tuesday night at uh, Planet Hollywood, yep, mm -hmm. you're gonna make money there. Mm -hmm. So you know, this would ruin everything, and I don't think that the companies want to adjust their business model and the way their their systems work enough to support this because it would be expensive to do and mm. their experience is going to go down. So right. I think this ends the same way that uh that the the Google tax did in Spain where mm. in the end Google pulled Google News out of Spain. They said mm -hmm. we're out. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Spain lifted that stupid rule that mm. Google came back. They literally left the country. Bye-bye, we're out. Mm. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what happens here, and they put pressure on them. Well, especially with uh, Vegas, with I mean, the with a lot of that I was watching. I think it was a new report that they lost; they're losing so much revenue from January, not January, excuse me, but from June to now, where I believe, and they're losing hand, money hand over fist. So when that city's losing money hand over fist. But also, it's affecting the little people, including um, Uber, you know, and Lyft drivers, which is going to yeah. be a huge impact on the um, on their economy. So, and for so, sure, you know, so something tells me, you know, with this, um, you know, they're going to like, you know, the losses. Exactly, you got it. Exactly. And you want to know? You want to know how much trouble Vegas is in right now? Mm. You can get at the at the Bellagio, they've got a deal. They're they're calling it work from Vegas. Oh, um, I saw that. Right? I, I think saw they, that. I think they sent it to the CES press list. Um, so they're doing this thing where they call they're calling it work from Vegas, where yep. you can get one of the um, the Fountain View suites for a hundred and seventy dollars a night. Mm -hmm. You get a concierge. You get somebody who will. Uh, schedule appointments and uh, uh, schedule um, uh, dinner <laughs> reservations and event res uh, reservations. If you want to go see the Tigers at MGM, they'll that's all built in. Uh, mm. On the 180, they give you I think seventy dollars a day in food mm. credits. <laughs> I saw that. I was and and you've got all of your stuff built in, mm. right? You've got your internet, you've got your, and you've got a Fountain View room. I mean, mm -hmm. come on, that that room alone is usually four hundred and fifty dollars a night. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> Honest to God, if it wasn't for the fact the thing that Abram keeps talking about, where if you get sick while you're out there, you're stuck. Mm 
because mm-hmm. you can't get on a plane and come back and all that. Right. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. it weren't for that, I might take them up on it. <laughs> I've Same. seriously considered it. It would be fun to go out there for a week and stay in a in one of the Fountain View suites and watch the oh. fountains from upstairs. And oh, come on, when, that's crazy. When, when I saw that, yeah, I was. I'm like you. I was like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, can I pay for that now and use it next January? <laughs> can you take my money now and uh, we'll just hold it? Because mm-hmm. that's the room that they use when uh, when Hell's Kitchen goes to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Is those Fountain View suites? So I know what they look like, and uh, they're beautiful. And uh, yes, I would like to stay there, please. Uh, don't you're killing me with that now. <laughs> Killing with that now. Anyway, uh, yikes. That, so that's how yikes. much trouble Vegas is in, and so yeah. you know all of the support companies are in just as much trouble, and mm-hmm. Uber and oh, Lyft yeah. are probably the biggest of the support companies. So mm-hmm. rough time, and to add more expense on top of it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, got it. Oh, boy. We'll see what happens. All right. In other news, Motorola has sent out teasers for its next major smartphone, possibly the 5G upgraded second-gen version of its of its foldable Razer flagship, which the company will announce on September 9th and promises will, quote, flip the smartphone experience once again. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> um, there wasn't a whole lot of information in the teaser. There was a short clip. Um showing a side view of bubble phone is similar to the design of the 2020 razor being shut if that wasn't enough evidence motorola also appears to be using the same font as its razor device from last year which teased with the smart similar tagline regarding to flip again okay <laughs> apparently there's been rumors of a revamped 5g razor have been swirling for months it's rumored to feature a larger 6.2 screen and include 48 megapixel camera and overall boosted specs with 8 gig of RAM, 256 gigabyte of internal storage, and a 2845 milliamp battery. There's improvements over the original. It's also reportedly set to feature a Qualcomm Snapdragon 765 processor, which will also enable 5G support on a new phone. This is from XCA developers. Number one. <laughs> Motorola hasn't had a, pho- a good phone in like the past three to four years. Number two, um, what is up with the? And I'm we're gonna get to our flip news, uh, flip phone news later. <laughs> Number three, um, the razor. I had a my I had a razor back in the day. So are they are they trying to ring the same bell twice? Yeah, they're. The the razor is the reason why anybody knows Motorola's name today. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it I because I can tell you the uh, the the V sixty was not the phone that was going to make people remember Motorola going forward, mm-hmm. but the razor was a cultural phenomenon, and the mm-hmm. idea that it was like the big cultural flip phone, and now that we're doing these these bendy screens for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I understand it's, I understand how you look at that and go the razor, especially right. if you're Motorola, you look at it and go, Hey, that's us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's our time mm-hmm. to shine again. 
<laughs> but the technology is not ready for anybody to shine as right. even Samsung is learning. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm a big supporter of people supporting technologies, even in their early days that you want to see succeed. Yes. Right. I, I was a big supporter of Qi uh, from the day they announced it, the wireless charging standard. Um, because Samsung's standard sucked. Um, <laughs> and in the end, it went away. Um, I am a big fan of transparent LCD screens. And so I have a Johnson Controls glass thermostat because it's the first big commercial product with a, with a transparent LCD screen. Mm. But I am not a big enough fan of the bendy screen <laughs> to deal with the disadvantages right now because those products work these mm -hmm. not so much um i am a big fan of the 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 foldable phone uh which is why uh the next topic makes me happy um yep and i got my confirmation <laughs> got this week um, oh boy. <laughs> but but yeah i the these bendy screens are not they're not ready for prime time i don't think they're ready to be on a product yet. And so I'm not excited about these things yet. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited about them conceptually. I'm not right. excited about the technology because it's not ready for prime time. Um, to, to kind of confirm that the Razer, that a 5G Razer is what's going on, Motorola has put on their site this week, um, eh, and just bear with me for a second. They, they have listed on their site this week a one of those uh inflatable chairs with the motorola logo on it now let me explain why that's important uh, when, when the um when the brew version of the razor the 3g version of the razor uh was released because it released on 2g and then like the second or third generation added 3g support to the razor um when that launched Motorola ran a promotion with the NFL where if you bought a razor, a 3G razor at a Radio Shack, you got an inflatable chair with the Motorola logo on it. Stop. So for sure, I've still got one. For Stop. sure. Brand new in packaging. It was oh it was one of the ones that that at the end of the promotion was still left. It, Oh my it's goodness. in the closet right there. Um, <laughs> so the fact that they have literally brought back a similar version, you know, a similar promotion. Sure. They're selling it separately, but for all we know, they might include it with a purchase. Uh, definitely lends uh, extra credence for those of us who have been around for too long that, mm -hmm. <laughs> that they're doing a technology upgrade on the razor. Cause this mm -hmm. is the exact same thing they did when they went from two to three for them to be going from four to five to run the same promotion would be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, the razor is so like early 2000s. -y, you know, that's, that's that kind of feel. Um, right. So, and so are those chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I think everything is pointing to a 5g razor. And I know I told you to, to you guys to bear with me. Because it it was going to sound weird, but I think that I think that's enough proof at this point um, that they've literally gone back in time, not just for the phone, but for a promotion. I, 
I think it makes sense. I I'm just I'm just kind of like I'm still like stunned that they had a promotion for. <laughs> it was blue. It was Motorola blue. This oh, one, goodness. this one is uh, is rose gold. I think. Oh gee. It's horrible. Oh, it looks so bad. They should have just done the, the Motorola blue again. Oh my goodness. And here's the thing, and here's the thing, like with 5G. 5G isn't really it's in small pockets. It's in it's in some cities, but not you know. So we're starting to see stuff go live though. Uh T Mobile flipped a switch uh two weeks ago and ATT flipped one this week um okay. to to go way bigger on their network. Okay, so we're we're starting to see a reason to have it. it True, but we not, don't have a great reason yet. Right, <laughs> but if you're a big business traveler or whatever, um, oh, yeah. we're starting to see a reason for it. Oh yeah, well that's I mean that makes sense for that. But I mean as far as like I mean five I mean well I, I have Verizon. You and I aren't going to care yet. Right, exactly, exactly. But I think our our next devices. Mm-hmm. We'll care, <laughs> right? And I, you know, I I was there. Like I had a a Sprint three G phone. The I think it was three weeks after the technology was public. Um, I had both a Sprint and a Verizon four G phone when they launched. I had a WiMAX device. I had a an LTE device when they launched. And I don't care yet on this one because they're not launching it the same way they did in the past. Right. When WiMAX went live to customers, it went live nationwide. When Verizon and uh, and T-Mobile went live with LTE, they did it nationwide. AT&T didn't. Um, mm. And that's not what we're seeing with 5G. Granted, people aren't right. moving around right now, so <laughs> a nationwide rollout's not as important. Um, exactly. And uh, fi- the five G is way more expensive to put into place because it required new spectrum. So mm. there's lots of cost involved in it. So I can get it, right. but you know, skipping that nationwide rollout, I think, is a mistake. It's worked in the past. It's not working right. now. Right. Oh. It's getting me not to care about getting a five G phone right now. Right, and and line right with me. I don't really care right now, but I'm looking. You're absolutely right. I well, I'm hoping for the. Pixel Five, and there's rumors flying around that there's only the one Pixel Pixel Five XL might be 5G. Um, there's, um, but I'm like, oh, I love the Pixel brand, and I had Motorola phones for like for for years, and 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 I listened, and I when I when they started, like first they had um, it was Motorola, then um, um, Google bought them, then Lenovo. And now I don't know who owns who owns Motorola now, and they're they're. I think they're I think they're still part of Lenovo. Oh, they're still part of Lenovo. Okay, yeah, I think so. Okay, but the quality and of their of their phones and their I mean has has deteriorated rapidly. Their cameras must be like great on their phones, and they and their camera quality over the years sucked. So when I but so when you know I look at the pixels, you know their camera quality. Bill quite great, you know. I mean, I'm I'm in love with them. So, but but I'm just I'm just like I have my doubts on this on this uh, razor, or if it's going to be a razor, and if it's going to have five G. So I have my uh, 
I have uh, interpretations about it, so. <laughs> so we'll know what's going on in September, and uh, we'll see if it's going to, we're going to flip. <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> so bad. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, other news this week. Yesterday, Microsoft made several announcements, and Scott alluded to that in a second. <laughs> First, the company has confirmed that the Xbox Series X is formally launching in November, which will support with support for thousands of games. Second, Halo Infinite has been delayed and will now ship sometime in 2021. According to three, three, 343 Industries, delays were driven by the reality of COVID-19's impact on the video game industry. industry as well as a need to safeguard a team's health and well-being. Yeah, there was no way to avoid this one. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to hear more games do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were the first ones to be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Anybody else who hasn't said that that their production date is getting pushed back is not being honest with themselves Mm -hmm. in the same way that CES wasn't honest with themselves about (laughs) delay canceling mm-hmm. the in-person i think right, it's right, the same right. thing i think any any game studio who's not saying our schedule is not going to happen is mm-hmm. not being honest with themselves right. absolutely and also too according to microsoft there are more than 50 games developed across generational families launching before the end of the year these will support smart delivery meaning you only have to buy them once across both console generations. This list includes Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Gear Tactics, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Watch Dogs Legion. Other titles have yet to be announced. And the number of games actually developed for Xbox Series X launching with Xbox Game Pass support is small, with only three exclusive listed, the Medium, Scorn, and Tetris Effect Connected, Tetris Effect Connected is a multiplayer extension of the original Tetris Effect title that came out back in 2018. And also noting, Microsoft is noting that there are more than 40 titles, quote, newly optimized, take on advantage of Xbox Series X, including Destiny 2, Forza, Horizon 5, Gears 5, Ori, and The Will of the Wisps, and Madden NFL 21. I don't know what Will of the is. <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So the thing to remember about all of this is that the Xbox series, which is what I'm going to call it. I'm not going to put the letter on there and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, The Xbox series uh, generation is, um, is less like a whole new generation and more the next evolution of Xbox. Um, Mm because they're doing all of this major backwards compatibility, um, which is definitely something that that Xbox One introduced, but uh, uh, Series is definitely going to, uh, to enhance. Um, and there's a ton of games that are literally being enhanced for the, for the new Xbox Series. Um, and since basically everything that's being developed now can play on both. Um, when the new hardware launches, uh, you'll basically have the ability to choose the new hardware at probably a similar price point um, without giving up anything you already have 
being able to play your entire catalog and new games coming. Um, and while all of the attention has been put on Xbox Series X, because it's the only thing Microsoft has talked about, there mm-hmm. is another console coming. Mm-hmm. It is the Xbox Series S. They have not talked about it. However, there are renderings of it, and um, there ha- it has been confirmed on product packaging by Microsoft. A controller was shipped with the new packaging, and it says Xbox Series S slash X. So, for sure, there is a second console coming, Mm. (laughs) Um, and it will be, basically, they will be the replacements for the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. Replace the word one with series. You're just Mm. getting new hardware, upgraded graphics. You'll be able to play everything you already own, Mm. and new games coming that are optimized for it. That's how it's going to work. And a lot of developers are going to continue to make a version compiled for the one and a version compiled for the series. So, so let me ask you this. So will the, will the Xbox series S that are, that's coming, that's, that's been shown, are they going to basically call out Sony, Sony on next year, or are they just going to hold it to their best until how they, how they see, um, the Xbox X or series X. Wow. Wait, <laughs> they're going to be, so they're going to be, uh, they're going to be price compared. Um, the okay. idea with the S and the X now is that the S is your regular consumer product and your X has the upgraded controller, has higher graphics, has the, you know, all, all kinds of capabilities. That the S doesn't have just okay. more powerful hardware. And that's what we'll see here. The S is based on the renderings is almost half the height of the X it's barely taller than a controller. Um, the, all of the renderings for that have been white while all the renderings for the X have been black. Um, whether or not that will be the way they actually launch is totally up for guessing, but basically my guess is they're going to be your two fifty and three fifty consoles or your 300 and 400 consoles for price points. Um, just, you're going to pay a little bit more. You're going to have more graphics capabilities. The S will essentially be probably be a, a very similar linear upgrade to the current S, just like the X is a pretty linear upgrade to the current X. Mm. Okay. So there's there's a lot of things going on here. It's not this big like we went from the 360 to the one and you know, you've got to have both if you want to play the games. And then later on, we started to see Xbox 360 games come to the one. And, you know, they came one at a time or three a week or, you know, on the on the new one, you're basically going to play anything you can play on the one you're going to play on the on the series day one. So they're pretty linear. It's it's kind of like the Razor, right? Mm-hmm. The, the new Razor is going to have 5G. Great. If you care right. about that upgrade if you don't keep using the one you have because you're not really going to be out anything mm-hmm. and when you get the new one if you decide you want the 5g you don't need the 4g anymore and it's basically right. how this is going to work right oh absolutely which is very different from the past and probably very different from how the playstation ends up going because i don't think you're going to be able to put a ps2 game into yeah. a ps5 and play it but I have very strong suspicions that you'll be able to put an Xbox 360 game into a uh, into an X, or uh, or be able to prove ownership and download it to it, mm-hmm. and be able to play on day one. 
Well, I know that there's been a lot of talk about for many uh, for past several years that backward ca- backward compatibility was like that's what they people want for like mm-hmm. God, how long and and also too it's like you know it's going to be an interesting matchup to see you know Sony you know but Microsoft really has been the juggernaut you know of gaming in the juggernaut. So it's going to be interesting until until this last generation. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. certainly gave up that mantle, didn't I? Right. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. And lastly, for Microsoft, they revealed Microsoft's first Android phone, the Surface Duo. It will retail at one thousand three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Is a tremendous amount of money. Oh my dear God. It has two 5.6-inch screens that combine into one larger 8.0-inch pixel-sense fusion display. It's all held together by, quote, revolutionary 360-degree hinge, and the device will be 4.8 millimeters thick in its unfolded form. According to Microsoft, that makes it the thinnest, quote, the thinnest mobile device on the market. I don't know that they said the thinnest mobile device on the market. I believe they said the thinnest surface ever. Oh. Okay. To well, be that, to be fair, I think okay. I think the quote was that it is the thinnest surface device ever, which is very true. Okay. Um, uh, so there's a couple of things uh, about the Surface Duo that have been the reason why I've been excited, mm. um, and the reason why getting my confirmation that I'm getting one mm. is super exciting. Um, <laughs> oh. um, so uh, first, the dual screen. Not the full, the bendy screen, mm-hmm. but the dual screen um, with a very small gap uh, between them. There's big bezels. Yes, we've we're all there. It looks like a 3ds. I got it. Uh, there's big mm-hmm. bezels, but um, the actual gap between the screens is pretty small. The fact that you can run uh, two apps, top and bottom. The fact that there is an SDK to allow for single screen apps uh, or dual screen apps. So like uh, think about having your email open and on the left screen, you've got your inbox and on the right screen, you've got your emails. So you can look at your inbox, tap one, it'll come up on the right. You can hit reply and it'll come up with the keyboard. You can then turn it sideways. The bottom becomes the keyboard. The top becomes the reply. You can type on a significantly bigger keyboard hit send, flip it back. You've got your inbox and your message. That kind of thing is really cool. The mm-hmm. ability to have two browsers side by side for me, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also uh, works with the, the surface pen. Mm-hmm. So it has active stylus support, which means that this little phone can do up to 2048, uh, levels of pressure sensitivity so it can literally be used as an on-the-go artist's tool okay you know there's a lot going on here that's bigger than a phone with last year's technology in it which i admit i know and so does my current phone has last year's technology in it (laughs) right so so okay and it works well i've i've actually i've got a samsung galaxy s10 it's kind of two years old now you know so you know all right so the insides were a little old but you know some of the stuff that it's doing and attempting to do are exciting and this brings me back to 
I'm willing <laughs> to support technologies that I believe in, even if they're not quite everything. Let There's me point. Let me point this out. Put this out to you now. Microsoft had Windows Mobile for for a very long time, and, and then, then they, and then renamed it to Windows Phone. Right, exactly. And then back to Windows Mobile. Exactly. Okay, so my so I'm not going to be a doubting Thomas. I know that you're like heavily into this and, and all in. Do you think that since this that they're going into they're for they're going into which is you know, do you think this is going to be a smart move now going into going back into the smartphone smartphone market, knowing of the all the players are out there right now. Do you think that this phone is going to hold its own? Yes. Um, it has it has a thing that sets it apart mm-hmm. that isn't a gimmick. Because obviously mm-hmm. some things are gimmicks. The razor is a gimmick. Right, right, right. <laughs> Galaxy Fold Flip is a <laughs> the the razor is playing on nostalgia, which is right. a gimmick. The right. Galaxy Flip is playing on people's desire for a, a new technology. They're mm-hmm. a little different. Uh, Razor is leaning on nostalgia, which I don't like because right. that's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft has has a, a unique thing here. They've got a thing that's setting them apart, and that's right. the dual screen. Um, I'll tell you that even the Kyocera dual screen phone did well 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, because it's a good idea. But Android wasn't ready for it then. It's ready right. for it now. Microsoft right. is on the official board for Android, mm-hmm. which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, they are official contributors to Android now. Um, so uh, some of their their betterments are going back into the ecosystem. Some of their benefit, betterments are specific for their device. So the SDK to do those dual screen uh, single screen uh, experiences uh, are surface duo specific, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're not trying, they're not trying to fight an existing developer ecosystem. Uh, iOS and Android own the space. Although after Epic is done with them, maybe not. Um <laughs> And I will be talking about that on Sunday. Uh, after right. Epic is after Epic is done with Apple and Google, they may not own the space in the way that they do today. But Microsoft's not trying to create a new operating system. They're doing what Samsung did. They're going with Android and they're putting some UI stuff on top of it. It'll feel mm-hmm. familiar for pe- a little familiar for people who uh, used Windows 10 Mobile. Um, and it'll feel familiar for people with Android. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think they've made the right compromises. I think they've made the right upgrades. Um, I wish the hardware was a little more now, but mm-hmm. considering this device was first pitched in 2009, you know, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the courier in 2009 was something that every tech blog was talking about. Everybody wanted a courier. And then Microsoft in 2010 went, oh yeah, by the way, that's not a real product. We're not actually making it. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And now here we are a decade later and the courier is kind of coming to market. Um, Partially in the Surface Duo and partially in the Surface Neo. 
Um, the Neo is a little closer to the Courier than the Duo is, but you know this is the fulfillment of a promise that wasn't made that the tech industry wanted. Everybody wanted a Courier. I knew Apple fanboys who were like, that Courier's awesome, I want one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're finally making good on a promise they never made. And I think it's going to work because um, it's not gimmicky, but it's unique. Right. If it was gimmicky, I wouldn't be into it. Right. No, I get. It. No, I, 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 no, I get it. And I just, I'm just like, I, you know, cause I'm just really like, again, with a lot of the smartphone makers out there and or companies, you know, I'm, I mean, if Microsoft's going, you know, balls in, you know, God bless them. I'm just kind of concerned that they, you know, with all the everything that's out there now, I'm like, it's going to be like another repeat from years ago where they was like, okay, we're going to be in with the product and we're all for it. And then not take it right off a, a loss like they when <laughs> Nokia ripped them off. <laughs> so. Uh, uh. I've been in this in this game for a long time. <laughs> this is a Windows fair, phone. Fair enough. <laughs> fair uh, enough. Fair enough. And this, when we got into this ecosystem, we knew that this was going to be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody went into this going, "This is way better, and it's never going to work." Mm-hmm. Um, because the Zune was way better, and it was never going to work. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. TCL has just entered the phone market. And by just, I mean, I think their first phones are coming out now. They're literally mm-hmm. just yeah. entering the phone market and they're going to make a big play at it. They're going right. to they're right. going to be trouble for companies like Huawei. They're going to mm-hmm. be trouble for companies like Motorola. Mm-hmm. They might even be trouble for companies like HTC. I truly think TCL is coming for the bottom of the barrel. Um You've got Samsung spending a lot of time on nonsense. Uh, and you've got Microsoft with a surface with the surface brand that means something, especially in business, going after a business product. Mm-hmm. I think they got it. And when you when you add the surface pen into the mix, now you've got artists that can they can sketch and draw with with a proper uh proper pressure sensitivity on a phone, mm. you know, Samsung has been the only one to do that. And they've never had a, a pen as powerful as a service pen. I think there's, I think there's space here. Now Microsoft right. screwed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, That's where go ask, go ask them how the uh, Harman Kardon invoke worked out. But, <laughs> um, but you know, they, they could definitely screw it up like they did with Cortana, but um, right. I don't think they will because their hardware division, their <laughs> the surface division, the hardware mm-hmm. division has mm-hmm. been uh, so impressive that they get called out specifically in earnings reports. So, right, I think they're going to play on that. Okay, just guess. I, I I'll be able to tell you on se- by September tenth. <laughs> I would love to hear the. Love to hear that, but also I don't want to be, you know, I may be a little bit optimistic, but also I'm just, you know. I'm trying to be realistic about it, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when the Surface came out, I the first, well, the Surface tablets came out, the Surface mm-hmm. tables came out, I knew that there was nothing. 
a contract with T-Mobile for 1,500 devices wasn't going to keep that division alive, and it didn't. Um, right. Right. Eight of them at Tau, <laughs> at the Venetian wasn't going to keep it, <laughs> keep that division moving. But when they announced that the Surface brand was moving to tablets, I was concerned. I didn't think Microsoft could pull it off. Mm. I really didn't. Um, but you know, we're we're like 17, 19 devices in under the mm. Surface brand, and they've all worked. Mm -hmm. I think they've got a brand that works here. Okay. That, so that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> right, no, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be a Surface device and not just a device with the Surface name on it. If it's a Surface device, it'll work. If mm -hmm. it's just an Android phone that has the Surface name on it, it won't. Mm -hmm. So it's got to have all the quality of the Surface devices to work. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I'll be rooting for them. I don't too. <laughs> I got one coming. <laughs> I know. So again, that's why I keep yeah, my fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. And other news this week. Speaking of Uber, we talked about um, and Lyft. Um, Lyft reported second quarter earnings on Wednesday, which showed a sixty-one percent revenue drop versus the same period last year. But which sounds, which sounds terrible. But honestly, right. God. That's the best they could have hoped for. Right. Yeah, we're a shining star in the gig economy right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But there was a glimmer of hope for its core rallying hailing business with monthly riders increasing 70% in July as compared to April, which is also good. Um, president and co-founder of Lyft, John Zimmer, said in an earnings call on Wednesday that the company may need to suspend its ride hailing operations in California starting October 20, October, August 21st. We talked about that a second ago. It's a court of insurance recent uh, ruling, which requires the company uh, to classify drivers as employees available to benefits, not independent, not independent contractors. Just a breakdown, a little breakdown on the uh, the report. Um, loss per share, $0.85 cents adjusted versus expected 99% adjusted. Um, revenue, $339 million versus $337 million expected. Active riders, $8.7 million um, revenue per active rider, $39.06. Wow. Yeah, uh, which that was a shocker to me as well. The company did not offer top-line guidance, but it's on track to achieve profitability on just the basis during the fourth quarter of next year. It, predicts, it expects to become profitable with 20% to 25% fewer rides than it had predicted as of October 2019. So with this pandemic going on, you know, it's uh, they're still not great, but at least it's uh, improving. We're having a bump um, uh, in, um, yeah, a bump. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I I mean, seventy eight percent increase from April. Um, mm -hmm. You know, from the same month last quarter um, is good. That mm -hmm. that means that the world is starting to spin a little bit again. Right. which is a good sign, but you know, losing that I would say the potential of losing 16% of, of all hails mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and potentially long-term or permanently mm -hmm. depending on how aggressive they want to be with the state. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that could be a big deal, but you know, 16% decrease in rides versus, you know, uh, there have been some some estimates that the the 
cost increase could be as much as as uh, eighty percent mm-hmm. uh, if this California thing goes into effect. I mean, that's almost double their cost in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd have to double their rides, right? <laughs> so you know, losing the sixteen percent versus having to do you know double that just to to make the same amount it might yeah. actually work out like <laughs> not to mention the the revenue per active driver is going to is going to drop considerably yeah yeah i'm impressed by the revenue per active rider mhm 3906 yeah <laughs> is that i mean i mean we you know, during events and stuff, we skew that a little bit, but not that much. That's crazy. No, but you know, the, one of the things that I keep talking about when it comes to, when it comes to this, this California thing is that the millennial generation was the first to be like, yeah, we don't really need cars. Like the millennials kind of skipped buying cars at a greater percentage than I think any generation uh, since cars <laughs> became mm-hmm. mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they've really relied on, and I say they, even though I'm 18 days into it, um, I don't consider myself to be part of that generation because I don't match any of the specs. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of relied on Uber and Lyft and stuff like that, uh, especially in the last, six or seven years and so for it to disappear especially in california where it's even more common mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to be a mess mm-hmm. <laughs> but that mm-hmm. explains why california is 16 percent. right i i get it i i understand why it's 16 percent, but my goodness that's a big percentage mm-hmm. yeah that's good i mean i yeah but i think like even like you said how things are i I guess if things are not really, I guess somewhat, you know, going back to normal, but but going back to with California and, and everything, you know, because there's also talk of another possible another shutdown. If that happens, the heck with the let that bill and everything else, and they're they're going to be like they're going to be really screwed. I mean, yeah, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Speaking of TCL earlier from its phones, they have unveiled its six series lineup of 4K TVs. To start with, the sets all use TCL's QLED, QLED and mini LED tech with up to 20, 240 local dimming zones. That delivers high brightness and OLED with better, but with better contrast control than regular QLED TVs, together with Dolby Vision along with HDR10 and HLG. That means you'll see movies with extra pop and color, but fewer weird lighting and artifacts. The six series TV is also first with THX's certified gaming mode that feature guarantees high fidelity for color, tone and images, along with judder and smear reduction and quick latency between light and dark transitions. Um, the 2026 series started at $649 for the 55 inch model, while the 65 inch and 75 inch TVs cost Eight hundred ninety-nine dollars and one thousand OMG, yes, one thousand three hundred ninety-nine dollars respectively. TCL also unveiled the five-series TV with even lower prices. You will still get Q 
OLED tech, albeit with your local dimming zones up to 80, along with Dolby Vision and TCL's bezel-free designs. However, the 50-inch model starts at $400. The company is also selling its 55, 65 and 75-inch models with $400, $603, and $1,100 each, respectively. I saw those TVs, and they are like drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, especially the six series. the mm-hmm. The thing that makes those special is those dimming zones, and so the the drop from two forty to eighty is is huge. Um, mm. So if you're if you're really looking for every square inch of that screen to be just the right color. Those local mm-hmm. dimming zones are what do it. You know, each, you know, you you take your screen, split it up into into little sections, two hundred and forty little sections, and there's an individual backlight for each one that's controlled based on the color and the brightness that's supposed to be in that zone. So you mm-hmm. can actually control; they can control the color even deeper that way. It's so impressive. Mm-hmm. TCL has been on fire mm-hmm. when it comes to their TVs. I mean, when we when we talked to them in January, you know, we we've talked to them every year for the last couple of years, um, and this is their business. Like this is their core. Yes, they're making phones, um, mm-hmm. but you know, their their business is this. They know who they are, mm-hmm. and so they got really good at TVs. They got really good at screens, and now they're basically looking at other things that are also screens, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where the phones came from. So even though the phones are super inexpensive, uh, mm-hmm. the screens are top notch because they're still, oh, no, no. there's still a screen company that's putting things behind it. In one case, it's a TV. In one case, it's a radio. <laughs> it's, but yeah, the, the six series screens are, are incredible. And I'll tell you a 4k, uh, QLED screen in uh in what was it 75 inches for 1399 mm-hmm. is surprisingly inexpensive because mm-hmm. if you were to get the same thing from samsung it's seven thousand dollars yeah so tcl both knows who they are as a screen and company and as the low cost leader they're walmart and we all know it and it's fine mm-hmm. they know it mm-hmm. they're proud of it and they support it and uh, they do everything they can to make sure that they're that they're the Walmart of televisions, right? And it's working real well for them. High sense can't touch them, right? They've and tried. I, <laughs> so when I saw when I saw the when I saw them the TVs, I was like, and I was impressed with the bezelless the bezelless uh, screens um, when mm-hmm. I was, saw the phones. I mean, I was okay with the phones. I was impressed with the phones. They were okay, but. When I see them like up close, I mean, I was like, my, I was like, my eyes got big, jaw hit the floor. I'm like, wow. I was like really impressed with it. And they make, they make some really good, excellent uh, TVs. And yeah. Uh, and you know, one of the things that like you can tell that a company is confident in their television uh-huh. when in a big conference room, they're willing to turn it on on stage. Mm hmm. Because they're not afraid that the people in the back are going to get a picture that makes it look like garbage. Mm -hmm. They know that even from the back of a conference room, that Mm -hmm. color is still sharp. 
Right. That's that's when you know a company is confident in their television. Samsung doesn't turn their TVs on on stage. No. <laughs> LG sure doesn't turn their – they don't even bring their TVs on stage anymore. But, okay. But TCL, they turn them on. They show them an action up on the stage. They're like, see, look how bright and colorful these are even for you guys in the back. And everybody <laughs> cheers. Woo! <laughs> yep. That's yeah. confidence in your television. Right. And hopefully, um, well, my, well, I still have a um, Toshiba, so hopefully um, um, my next go around and get one. My brother just got one. Oh, okay. He yeah, got, uh, I think he got a 6 Series. Um, obviously, the 2019 6 Series, since these aren't out yet. Um, mm. But, I mean, it is... You always worry when you're at a trade show. You're like, is this the product that's going to come to market? It mm -hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that don't realize that when there's products that come out, they may or may not come out. And they know? might get altered. And, and the thing that's on display mm -hmm. may be a prototype that's using. And I, I can tell you from personal experience from one of our guests on the show this year that the product that was being displayed in the booth was not real it was absolutely a fake prototype using the old product inside of a new case so what you see at a trade show in a booth is not necessarily what's coming to market and speaking of, and speaking of an interview i'll talk about it off air about something you know what it is what you told me about about the, about the interview with um you talk, told me about i'll tell okay. you because I was, I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, I did, so off the air, I'll, I'll... Okay. I look forward to that. <laughs> All right. In other video news, Apple is still looking for ways to promote its Apple TV Plus streaming service. Its next attempt may be to offer subscribers a discounted CBS All Access and Showtime bundle. People familiar with the plans told Bloomberg the new bundle can launch as early as this Monday. According to Bloomberg, Apple TV Plus subscribers will be able to access CBS and Showtime channels in the Apple TV app for nine dollars per month. Nine dollars and ninety nine per month. Typically, CBS Th all access together. Together. Oh, okay. I yeah. When I saw this, I'm, I don't have Apple TV, but <laughs> I'm like, oh. Typically, CBS all access costs nine dollars nine cents per month, and Showtime ten ninety nine per month. That users will need. We pay four ninety nine per month fee for Apple TV Plus. When I saw this, I was like, "Oh, if I had Apple TV, I would jump on this in a heartbeat." Because have I'm, you got a have you got a Roku? No. Ah, see, Roku also supports Apple TV. Uh -huh. There's okay. an Apple TV app for Roku. Okay. If only we could get it to come to Xbox. No, you tell me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was because I have uh, everything that I have is separate because I have um, I do have Amazon um, Prime and I have access uh, CBS all access on that and okay. uh, but it's separate. So if I had Apple TV Plus, well, now I knew it was Roku, I would have like I would jump that jump this on Harpy. And also, uh, there's other numerous rumors flying around that Apple TV Plus is going to start doing their own subscription service called Apple One. Nothing's really done. Yeah, nothing's been set in stone as of yet. It's basically, the rumor is that it's basically um, uh, Apple's answer to Amazon Prime, where, mm -hmm. where, you know, you've got, with Prime, you've got TV, you've got 
movies and music and uh and gaming and reading and all these things built into one thing and apple apple one would be a similar thing where apple music apple news plus apple tv plus would all be in a single subscription which and oh and apple uh gaming apple arcade um, which i've been expecting this I've been expecting this for like two years. I'm surprised that it's taken this long. There was talk of this before Apple News Plus launched mm-hmm. a right. year ago. Right. So I'm surprised that it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's the next obvious thing mm-hmm. <laughs> for the company. Right. Right. Yeah, I when I saw that, Adam was like, oh, if I had I had I known for Roku, I don't have Roku, but um, but I'm just I mean, I'm so tired of I'm spending not only spending Amazon I mean, access, access, but I'm thinking separately with Hulu with Showtime and I have Netflix, <coughs> excuse me, and I am sad to say I have HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, which I'm doubting it, <laughs> which I'm doubting my, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I have a subscription to Quibi. It's a free one, but <laughs> okay. So I'm, um, so the regrets, I'm not, not bad being mournful that I, <laughs> but I just, I'm like, but I think that a lot of, but Apple's like, you know, basically they want, they're saying that they want to be their own subscription all one ecosystem you know everything's included and you know and with the price you know the price can't be beat with it so but oh i just wish they would have <clears throat> i just wish that uh i hadn't known this if i would have well i'm not really I'm in apple stuff but well if all of this comes to pass uh, uh one of the things to know is that the apple tv app and assuming that all of this stuff works within it, which based on my experience, it will, um, the Apple TV app, including Apple TV plus is available on a bunch of Samsung TVs on most of the Roku devices on Amazon fire TVs on LG TVs. It's available in a lot of places. So you don't actually have to be in the Apple ecosystem necessarily to be able to take advantage of it, which is a good thing. Um, That's, you know, that's kind of Apple, pulling away from their more traditional um, belief that if you don't have an Apple device, you can, uh, you can sit on it, you know, that's, that, that's been Apple's thing. But, you know, uh, when they bought Beats and they ended up with Beats music on Android, that changed them because they started mm-hmm. to see revenue from a platform they didn't have to maintain. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's good to know that there are some things available because I, but you know, my wife does uh, my family. Well, that's a whole different story altogether. So, <laughs> so but there's so there are options. So if this turns yeah. out to be the best way to do it, if it mm. if it turns out that this is the inexpensive way to go, whew, mm. there's lots of people that can take advantage of it, even if you're not an Apple Gosh. customer. So remember that. Plus, you can watch right. it. You can use some of this stuff in the browser. Um, Right. So, okay. Well, it's good on that. All right. Very good. All right. Um, and we're going to go into some, lastly, with some video news over on makeuseof.com. 
the um, the sixteen. <clears throat> I guess they're calling their own. There are sixteen best documentaries on Netflix in twenty twenty. Um, there's the best war documentaries on Netflix. There's the Vietnam War, World War II in color, uh, November 13th attack on Paris, the best space documentaries on Netflix. I should have passed this on with Todd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's Year in Space, <clears throat> the best nature documentaries on Netflix. Um, and there's a lot here, so we'll have a link up in the show notes so you can check out on that. In the Do You Need Help With Your Tech this week over on AndroidCentral.com, what, what to do if you're locked out of your phone after resetting it. So it'll walk you through step-by-step. Step. You know, I need to walk you through step-by-step step on how to do that. Like, for example, do you need or I need to know the old account information? Saying your password, what should I do if I don't know the password, which uh, happens to me from time to time. <laughs> I think we've all been there, my friend. Right. <laughs> and over on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Tech Hive, the best smart switches in Denver's lighting is the foundation of a smartphone, smart home, excuse me. Um, they'll give you a long list here. It'll take me until later on to late in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> over on also on androidcentral.com um five things parents need to know about buying their kid buying their kid a chromebook um it'll update our breeze uh they're incredibly secure uh they can run android apps uh great integration with android phones and i gotta say my daughter has um i well i gave her mine but i got it for free so but I, I got my daughter. She loves it. So I recommend. I highly recommend if you're getting, um, you know, if you're going back to school, you know, a lot of people are probably learning. Um, <clears throat> uh, Chromebook is a way to go for me, my my mind. And lastly, um, over on AndroidCentral.com, the best mental health apps for Android. Um, we we all do, can use now again um, some mental health and uh, with all of this stuff going on in the world. Um, so Android Central's got their pick of um, best apps. There's Calm. Uh, there's a lot of so many honking ads on here. Um, What's up? Moopath. Um, um, there's other options here. Um, I heard about Calm. Calm is pretty good. I don't know about these other ones though. So I will link up in the show notes that you can check out on that. And finally, who remembers Blockbuster? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, poor Blockbuster. Uh, now, the last Blockbuster in the world located in Bend, Oregon, will be available to rent on Airbnb for a three one-night stays in September. Complete with the recreation of a 1990s living room and all the snacks and movies you can handle. Reservations will go live August this Monday, August 17th at 1 p.m. Pacific, and the available dates are September 18th, 19th, and 20th. Up to four people can attend each night of sleepover, though only residents of Deschutes County have invited a book. This whole event is an act of local appreciation from store manager Sandy Harding. 
Uh, she says, um, quote, our Blockbuster store is open because of the incredible local community in Bend and have been grateful to have the support of those beyond our town as the coronavirus pandemic has impacted our business. To celebrate and pay it forward in this tradition of support, Airbnb will make a donation to the Humane Society of Central Oregon, a longtime partner of ours. And I'm going to pull up right now the Airbnb, um, the Airbnb um listing listing excuse me right thank you excellent excellent (laughs) because they won't load for me so um i appreciate that while i'm um so it'll pull up here there we go so here is the blockbuster sign um and if you're just watching on video i'm showing a bit showing a picture um from watching on live um i notice that it's missing I'm. I noticed that the sign is missing the um, the cassette case. Right. It's just the text. Right. <laughs> it was around the corner. <laughs> and there's the, the living room set. And the other shot. See now, there's your there's your case. There's your cassette. There's your right. <laughs> there's your full logo. <laughs> Thank goodness, because it would right. be super weird. If the full logo wasn't there somewhere, right? <laughs> and let's go to and there's the there, there's your DVD there's your VCR set up there. <laughs> and I think that's a I don't know what that is. I think it's a tape deck. It looks like, like it. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could. Up. I wish I could get it to open here. Mine won't load. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a audio cassette. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I was trying to figure out based on the height of the of the deck whether it was a regular cassette or an eight track, but I know that they were saying that it was '90s nostalgic, so I figured it wasn't <laughs> that it wasn't going to be a uh, an eight track. Right. And there's your snacks. <laughs> oh uh, my god. That is, that is definitely a proper, um, Park basement. Uh, a proper blockbuster uh, store fixture. Mm-hmm. I remember yep. those store fixtures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Impressive. And there's there where you can <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah, there there's your uh, your Saved by the Bell bed sheets. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Good call. It, could you call it anything else? I don't right. think so. I think by law that is required to be called "Say by the Bell" bed sheets. Right, and I love the um, the quotes here. I'm gonna go back here. Um, I just saw the quote here. I'm gonna pull it up in a second. Um, Sorry, that says four dollars per night. Yes. <laughs> okay, just had to call that out. Okay, so um, I love the quote here. Okay, um, whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch, we create a perfect space complete with pull-out couch, bean bags, and pillows for you to cozy up with. Quote: New releases from the nineties. Uh, charting your future. <laughs> crack open a two, <laughs> crack open a two liter two liter Pepsi before locking the video game. Charting your future. 
in a game of mash or watching movie after movie, but be wary of reciting, quote, Bloody Mary in the staff bathroom off the break room, as you just made something that goes rumored to haunt the store, and help yourself to some nerds, raisin nets, and popcorn, have you on a butter room, but make sure you save room a couple slices. Wow. <laughs> Blast the boombox. That's so funny. <laughs> oh. as, as somebody with... Uh, one of the modern boom boxes from Monster. That's uh, that's special. I, I've got a, I've got a proper one, and I've got one of the new ones from Monster. So, I, mm -hmm. I can appreciate the, the uh, boom box. <laughs> oh my goodness! And it's the last one. So I yep, think because the one in Alaska closed Alaska. Uh, in 2018. Right. Yep. And. Um, Leaving Oregon is the last standing blockbuster. Last one. I wonder where it's going to be. Wonder what's going to be in its place. <laughs> it's it's the it's the kind of thing that it's the last one. It draws people. Right. Yeah. The, the it's an endling. I think is the term for it. Mm -hmm. uh, the last of its kind is an endling, and mm -hmm. endlings are valuable. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh boy this has been a crazy year and now the <laughs> and now the last blockbuster is going to go so um, maybe you should drink uh, when you have a drink tonight make sure to give a toast to um, the last blockbuster in Oregon and that is the tech news for this week. Very late on the tech news. Um, so, but hey, um, for Friday, August 14th, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live. For the Geek News Central podcast, and then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com forward slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern. So please, please, please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. We really, really appreciate it. Or be sure to like, or be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in with Scott and Ibram Pelch on F5 Refreshing Technology. Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern time over on pluggitslive.com slash join us. And the podcast also can be found also on your favorite podcast app. Comments on this week's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Um, be it on, head on gncweekly.com forward slash connect via um, email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at triple T-M-A-B-O. Till next time uh, of the GNC Week in Review podcast. So long.